This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay. I apologize for publishing this a bit late this week with uh, the uh, first day obviously occupied by Tisha B'Av and um, with the holiday season the uh, Benazmanim actually uh, in, for, in, in, in swing right now <clears throat> that's been a bit distracting in any case um, this week is Pajas uh, Nachami Shabbos Nachami, and the parsha is Eschanan, and uh, of course it's an extremely fundamental parsha in the Torah, one that uh, some extremely basic things are discussed, and of course we never have enough time to really do justice to any of these ideas. But uh, looking into, of course, the Tariq Mitzvahs of the parsha, we have this Sarah Stibbers being repeated, um, but they've already been uh, included in the Tagmitzes in, except for the Sachman, uh, I think it is something extra in the Tagmitzes for this week. Um, but most of it has already been discussed in Parshish Yisroi. But we, what we do have, uh, perhaps one of the most fundamental Parshas in the entire Torah, is Shema Yisroel, and we have to, the Mitzvahs of Achdus Hashem and Ahavas Hashem, among many others. Uh, and that's about as uh, fundamental as you can get in terms of um, the concept that Hashem is one. I mean, we have already the concept of believing in Hashem as the creator, as the uh, you know the redeemer from time. Uh, but here we have an extra, an, 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 another fundamental uh, understanding of Hashem as being one. Ach, this Hashem, Hashem Echot. So what is the importance of the recognition that Hashem is Dafka 1? Uh, why is that so important that we repeat it so many times each day in Krishna? And then we have, <clears throat> directly afterwards, So what struck me is, what is the connection between oneness and Ahava? And uh, love, loving Hashem. Why is that? Uh, why the two go together? And what is uh, included within the mitzvah of Ahavas Hashem besides just the mitzvah of us loving Hashem? Because uh, interesting thing in the Sifrei is, uh, which is you know one of the very uh, uh, most fundamental again of the uh, of the uh, explanations of the Chavish and Medrash from the uh, Rabbanim. Uh, they talk about the example of Avrum Avini, because Avrum Avini was, is, uh, embodies, so to speak, and manifests the midah of Ahava, the, the, the quality of love and kindness. And um, when we talk about Ahava, Ahava, in general, we're referring to uh, all of these midas. We're talking, we're talking about the others, about the, the forefathers, but this is uh, particularly. Uh, bringing down the character of Avramovini. And what did Avramovini do? Uh, what was his, uh, his claim to fame? What was besides 
discovering Hashem, you know, in terms of monotheism altogether. Well, so, so first of all, is the idea of monotheism, which is the very, uh, the very discovery or, or commitment to the idea of Hashem as one monotheism, you know, one God, and that was Avramovini's chiddush, uh, you know, something he brought to the world. Uh, so already we see a connection why uh, Avramovini, who's dedicated to the Mida of Ahava, should also be the one who's bringing down the concept of Hashem's oneness. So already we see a connection between the idea of oneness and love and ahava. Um, but we see that, that Avrum Avini embodied the concept of causing, of, of mekariving. He was really the one who publicized and, and uh, attracted uh, the society to acknowledge Hashem as God and as one God as opposed to, and of course, you know, the this whole struggle against idolatry, which is again, again, many gods or, or a visible god, um, and uh, this was his whole his whole dedication was to this principle. So we are enjoined by the Rabbonim, just as he caused Hashem to be loved by his creations. That part of the mitzvah of, of, of Ahavas Hashem is to cause Hashem to be loved by his creations. It was to cause other people to acknowledge Hashem and to love Him. So again, but it's connected with this idea of love. You know, we're, we're, because you don't, we're not here to make people afraid of Hashem necessarily. That's, uh, that's another aspect, but that's not, that's not what's being emphasized here. What's being emphasized here is dafa to get people to love Him. Um, when To get people to fear Hashem, or to fear anything, to fear a leader, to fear an event, to, to fear anything, the idea of fear is a way of of gaining control because by saying that we know something about someone or something that that endangers you, that you're in danger because of them, and we know something about how to avoid that danger, so therefore you're dependent on us now in order to avoid the danger. So therefore by causing you to fear the danger, we're now kind of... Um, forcing you to listen to us because we're the ones who know how to get you out of danger. Um, and that's why, that's, and, and that can cause uh, a tremendous uh, amount of, uh, it, I mean, it can be used as a, and, and, and misused and abused as a tool to get, to control people, to get them to fear something, uh, as we've seen in recent history. So um, the idea of accepting Hashem was never intended to be <clears throat> out of fear and out of uh, being forced to do it. The, 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 what we're trying to do from the very beginning, and we see from Mamas, the methods of Avram Avini, the whole concept was to get Hashem to be loved as opposed to feared. Fear is obviously part of our relationship. It's something that, you know, it can't be denied, um, but it's really not supposed to be at the core of things. The core of our relationship with Hashem as a relationship, as, as a true give and take, is the idea of love. And that goes all the way back to the beginning because we're told that Hashem created the world to begin with out of love. And that's part of what we're going to be talking about here. Um, the concept of Hashem's oneness is um, when we really go to, the, uh, to, the, to try to understand the depth of that idea, why Hashem's oneness is so important, is because if there is, if Hashem is one, 
then there is a singleness of purpose. That's one, one thing that grows out of it. There's a singleness of purpose. When you say, and saying itself includes the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah, your heart is composed of both uh, tendencies to go one way or the other. And there's a whole uh, tremendous amount uh, written and taught about the concept of serving Hashem with your Yitzhah your, your your evil inclination, as well as the good inclination. The idea is that it is all-encompassing. And we talk about Hashem as a jealous God in the sense that Hashem does not want us to have any other gods. That's the idea of that's the second of the services. It's not enough to just say that Hashem is our God, but we have, Hashem also has to say, I'm your only God. This is one and only. It's not allowed to go after anything else. But if Hashem is Be'etzim one and there is no competing force, there is nothing else. He's the only game in town. If you want to serve something, there is only one thing to serve because everything serves him because he is on the top and he created everything. Even things that seem to be a contradiction to his existence. Um, you know, all the forces that seem to be doing evil in the universe and uh, destructive forces and all this kind of thing. To, to say that Hashem created them as well requires a whole long explanation because it doesn't seem to fit with Hashem's, uh, with Hashem's uh, desire to create the world to begin with was for good and to do good for his creations. It's the nature of that which is good, to do good, to want to do good. And if we go even further than that and say that the entire motivation, so to speak, for creation was tainik, that we should that he should have pleasure in his creations and his, 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 his creations should have pleasure in him. So by the way, I just uh, had a, I think it was a morale basically that we had a very um, uh, amazing insight. Uh, this whole thing of the morale in, in uh, the shir I give in, in Berha Goyla, which is a sefer that's devoted a great deal to um, uh, difficult passages in Chazal that have to be explained on a deeper level. And uh, there's a number of things, especially in the, in the Berashishi, that he talks about at length um, that go into different uh, so-called scientific um, explanations of Chazal and how they don't seem to uh, be uh, consistent in many ways with, with modern science. And he goes into depth about you know, how we have to understand those things. So, the, But the very fact that those statements exist, especially when they can't be interpreted literally, they, they have to be understood from a spiritual perspective, the very fact that Hashem wants us to understand things in the physical world from a spiritual perspective, obviously, is that He wants us to participate in the wonder of the creation itself. He wants us to have Hanua from that. That's a, there's a tainik to that, and all the great, the great, uh, uh, you know, Rishonim uh, to a large extent even earlier than that were fascinated with astronomy and with with uh, looking into the, the, the heavens and, and and appreciating Hashem's handiwork for, you know, on the on the, on the highest global you know cosmic scale because Hashem wants to share that with us. He created us as. Uh, thinking beings as, as capable of intellectual understanding and, and uh, appreciation that we should participate with him in the grandeur and the majesty of creation as a whole. So that's on, on one level. It's Yedechem Lamurim Let's see what the post over there. Se'i Nechem 
Murai. That's actually the Rosh uh, of Shema. Is that we should you know raise our eyes heavenward and to appreciate the handiwork of Hashem. So that's one of the ways that Hashem shares that uh, that grant of creation with us, uh, leading to that ultimate tainig. But that's only one aspect of it. There's the concept of the the I mean, grandeur of creation is one thing, but the fact that Hashem is is one and only means that we have to focus on Him and focus on understanding everything in that we experience in creation in the context of coming closer to Him and seeing Him in that creation, as we've talked about many times before. And ultimately, that is supposed to lead, lead us to a to a feeling of love, and also again to when we when we introduce others to that kind of experience of Hashem as being all encompassing and uh, being the one who's um, who's presenting that to us for our is, is, that we should participate in that grandeur is an experience of of being the car of them, of bringing them to also that higher level of appreciation, which is is shy to every every creation. I mean, every creation on its own, every every person for sure, every human human being uh, on its own level. And we're taught, taught everything in creation, the idea of perkshira, is that every every uh, creation in the world on its on its particular level sings a praise to Hashem. What's singing praise to Hashem? Because you love Hashem as this wonderful. Creator that uh, created a wonderful world and and is sharing it with us and you know that that's we're, we're participants. So on the, on the very lowest level, it should be a uh, an awe, but also a leading to love because it's his it's his involvement with us. It's not that Stam he created a world and he wants us to look at it. He wants to enjoy it together with us, so to speak. He wants to to participate with it and build it and and. And, and and introduce it to us as something which he's giving us the tools and the and the raw materials to be able to to even go further with it and 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 take what creative creativity he's put into it to even a higher level and all those things lead us to to uh, have this this uh, interactive relationship with Hashem which is which is what love is because love is give and take love is giving and uh, and, and and taking pleasure from each other in a sense. And on a higher level, it is the concept of becoming one, um, and that is really what what's the the difference or the the uniqueness of the relationship between the Jewish people and Hashem as opposed to creation as a whole. It was really all of the creation is supposed to be in love and awe of Hashem, and we are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to be bringing them to that higher level. So that's the or legoyim, you know, the idea that we are supposed to be light to the nation because first of all, when they see how we Interact with Hashem and appreciate Hashem, so they also learn from that. And also, we are supposed to be actively getting them to appreciate Hashem on a higher level, which is what Rabbi Mavini did. So the idea is that that um, that that is one level of what we're trying to do here. The other level is that we, as a people, have a unique relationship with Hashem. To the point where we're all that we're we're often 
compared to a uh, you know a, a husband-wife relationship and the idea of, of the Torah and Harsina is being a chuppah and, and all this, this this speaking of of, of uh, and a chuppah itself is the concept of two things coming together under one roof so to speak that they're that they're being united as one so love is what brings separate things things that are s- intrinsically separate into becoming one to being united into one because of that bond and that feeling which it creates between two separate entities, you know, the Zohar Nekev or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's the idea of that we are in the give and take and, the, and, the, and the, that, that whole you know, coming, coming together to be able to create, create uh, another being which unites the two into one. All of this idea is taking so, so, so-called separate things and melding them into one thing, which is what Hashem did with the creation as a whole. Hashem created uh, an other, he created a creation which is all this part of him and within him it has a, it has a separate consciousness which allows us to have a relationship between two as opposed to one and that's in that sense but because it is a relationship because it's because it's united with love therefore we come together and we create from that that uh, multiple entities so to speak one entity and that and then we're united within that one entity so we're not separate anymore. It's it's we're together. It's and it becomes one one entity. So that is what Hashem wants to create with the world. He he created a world of separateness in order that through love it should come together and once again become one. And so the oneness of Hashem is a oneness of the entirety, the whole thing. It's all one. There is nothing else. I was thinking like a like a mushal you could say of um, of. Uh, a person is in a small town, and he has to uh, access various things in the town government, right, in the, the municipal government. Uh, various things that a person has to do. So, you know, he keeps going back there with different requests or different going to different departments, and he's got to, he's got to access the the town clerk, and he's got to access the town the the the, 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 the town judge and the town. Um, uh, administrator and the town, uh, you know, all the, for all the different functions that they fulfill. And every time he sees that it's the same person with a different hat, you know, the same guy. He's he's the judge. He is the clerk. He is the administrator. He is the the, the, the you know chief town whatever it is. He's he fulfills all of those roles, but he's all the same person. So in a sense, this is uh, it's it's a tremendous muscle for what Hashem is in the world. Hashem is everything. In the world, we call it Podeni, Matsileni, you know, Avini, Makeni, all these different things that he he fulfills all of those functions. But he is one. It's, they're only different aspects of, you know, who he is and what he does. So this is all um, simply a a, a marshal for for um, the fact that how we describe him. And how we experience him in terms of midas also. He's 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 he's, uh, uh, he's an oyev and he's uh, he's a, 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 a rachman and he's uh, you know he's a giber and he's uh, you know he's he's he's, he's, he's and All of these different midas are things that he shows us at different times in different contexts, but it's still all just aspects of himself. So that's why we're not allowed to think of any of the spheres and the meters as having some kind of separate identity of their own. They're not separate objects or separate separate things that we can, you know, that, that, that have a, a distinct um, 
mitzias, you know, existence. They're all just different manifestations of the of the same thing. The the the, the fact that they look like they're different is mitzada makabel. That's from our standpoint. From Hashem's standpoint, He's doing everything. It's it's just different ways of appreciating Him on different levels. So once we realize that, we realize that 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 there's nowhere else to go. He is the final destination for everything, regardless. So it's not like there's any... Ultimately, in a sense, you could say there is no choice. The choice only comes because we don't see that, because we're not... We don't appreciate it. We don't, you know, there are times that we're a time of crisis or a time of, 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 te- of being tested. The test is dafka to be able to see that and to choose, you know, to choose to commit ourselves to that belief and that, and that conviction despite the fact that we don't see it uh, maybe intellectually or, 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 you know, with our senses, whatever. We don't, we don't perceive it that way. But the fact is that we believe it. That's, that's the basis of choice. The choice is to believe that there is no choice in the sense that, there, that, that he is one and that's all there is. So, um, so this is why the two are so, are so uh, integrally and intrinsically connected. The idea of oneness and the idea of love being the basis of everything is because love, again, unites. Fear very often separates. Fear, fear is an idea of distancing that we, want to, we, we, we are kind of you know, forced to pull back. Love is what draws closer. And, of course, in order to become one, you have to draw close. So, you know, we need a balance. There has to be the balance there. And, you know, uh, the, the, in, the, in the reality, the fear is part of the love, and love is part of the fear also. There's, there's a, an aspect of each in, in both. Otherwise, they, they're not complete and they can't function. But, but the, the overriding, the overwhelming uh, feeling and sensation is of that love of wanting to come close. Because... You know, he's is so overwhelming in a sense, not to lose our identity altogether, which is to lose our, our existence, as like they call about the, they talk about the nerba avuka, that the, the the candle in in front of the torch is absorbed into the light of the the fire of the torch, and it loses its own existence altogether. It's like, you know, not a avihu that just you know their their souls went out of them because it was it was just too overwhelming, couldn't exist as separate entities anymore. So Hashem wants there to be a separate a separate creation in order to be, remain with that level of separateness which is obviously a level of consciousness you know basically is uh, is the only way is to do it is by maintaining that distance uh, on some uh, to some extent but the motivation is then to is, is through love because that that's what leads us to want to, to come close and to want to have the relationship um, something I saw uh, in, the, in the in the Zoya actually a very deep concept is the, the idea that what is the motivation to do for love? Whereas if we're only loving in order to get love back, then we're only, then it's not a selfless love. It's a love that's really just there so that we should get something out of it. And we're doing to get something out of it, then it's, it's really serving ourselves as opposed to serving Hashem. So really, we're supposed to serve Hashem just for the, the desire to serve Hashem. It's called you know, the idea of a chesed shal emes, is the idea of of serving, doing something good, some act of kindness, without expecting anything back for it. That's why the example given for Chesed Emes is, you know, when you do something for a mess, if you do like a, if you have a mess mitzvah, somebody you're required to bury, and uh, because they have no one else to bury them, so that's something you don't expect to get paid back for because the person's already dead. What's, what's it going to do for you? So the idea is that you're doing something totally without a uh, desire for self. So if we're serving Hashem out of love, then 
what is the motivation? What, what's, what's keeping it going? What's, what's fueling that if it's not a desire to be rewarded? Because generally reward is the thing that keeps people wanting to do something. If, it's not, if we're not even doing it for, for appreciation or for recognition, you know, what is the, really the reason we are doing it? So he says, it says there that, that the, the, what's sustaining it, what's giving it power is Hashem's love. It's because Hashem loves us so deeply that love is able to carry over within us to be able to give, give love to others. And it's basically we're just, we're just um, well, we're internalizing Hashem's love to us, but then we're giving it over to someone else because Hashem loves us, we're loving someone else. It's like, it's like the idea that, that um, if somebody does something good to you and you can't pay them back, so how do you pay them back? By doing something the same, something similar or whatever to, for someone else. Somebody takes you in when you have nothing and you know, gives you uh, a place to stay or, or, or uh, you know, food or something like that. And maybe you'll never see that person again. So you can't pay them back. And also, you could never pay them back anyway for the, what, what they, if they, if they saved your life or something like that, you, can, you can't pay them back for that. So what do you do? You go and show that love for someone else. And then through that love, that, that showing love for someone else, you're in a sense doing back for the person that did for you. But again, it's not just to pay the debt. It's because it's the love itself that you experienced. And now you, because you experienced that love, now you can, you can, you can share it, you can pass it on. You can, you can share it to someone, with someone else. So the more we appreciate how much Hashem loves us and Hashem, Hashem is, gives us, and again, the giving is not just the appreciation and the gratitude for Him giving us something, because then we're focusing on, in a sense, what, what He's giving us. We have to focus on the love that, that caused Him to give it, give it to us to begin with. Especially since he's giving up for nothing, he's not expecting anything back. He can't, we can't give anything back to him because he has everything uh, anyway. So when he gives us, it's it's in order to give that we should then give that further. We give we give invite. So again, the, the the concept that we have of Hafta Shem uh, the is sometimes. Uh, seen in a very narrow sense of just loving Hashem. And even then we think it's, you know, see it as being overwhelming. But when we start to see that it's much broader than that, and it's really talking about, about uh, first of all, again, getting the, the creation as a whole to love Hashem, and also by, by showing them how much He loves them and how much He gives them and everything, this is that appreciation. And then also this idea of sharing the love and that our what we do for others should be based on Extending and manifesting the love that Hashem has for us—that it's—it's just you know going then a step further—is is broadening the concept of Hashem, you know, that much that much more. So once again, the the the, the essential relationship between the oneness of Hashem and and the the, the idea of Ahavtus Hashem, the love of Hashem, is that the love is what allows us to come back to one. As Hashem created the world. And in a sense, expanded beyond the oneness. And now, I believe it's Havas Yisrael, one of the forums says that when, when we create that unity again, and we come back to Hashem and create that unity, that unity is in some, somehow even on a higher level than it was to begin with, before the creation. Was this, if if if, if you know, we could identify a, a time that was before time, so you know it's very hard to deal with this whole concept of before creation, after creation. You know, well, there was no time, but the idea is that Hashem is beyond time. But the idea that the very fact that that um, we're coming to a, a greater whole by the fact 
that um, that we are uniting Hashem's, ourselves with Hashem after creation is again through the meat of Ahava. It's through love, and that's why that's so that's so central to everything. If you would like to contribute to the organization that produces these podcasts and see what else we're doing, access some of our other uh, materials, you can find that at nakuda.org. That's N-E-K-U-D-A-H. That is nakuda.org. And um, you can also have the option to email us and contribute to dedicate the podcast in memory or in honor of any occasion or in memory of some loved one or whatever. Uh, and we'd be very happy to get that support. Thank you so much.